0: In 1926, two organizations were born that would shape the future of performing arts in Youngstown, Ohio. The Little Youngstown Symphony performed its first public concert, starting a legacy that would become the Youngstown Symphony Orchestra. Later that year, the doors to Stambaugh Auditorium opened for the people of Youngstown and surrounding areas. These are the stories, performances, and conversations of artists and supporters of these historic organizations. This is the 1926 Podcast. Hello and welcome to the 1926 Podcast. Today I am joined by Terry Shears and Maria Petrella-Ackley. Terry is the playwright of People Along the Way and Maria will be directing the show. People Along the Way will be at the Youngstown Playhouse April 22nd through May 1st. Tickets are available at youngstownplayhouse.org. Now let's welcome Terry and Maria to the show. Hello, everyone. How are you guys doing today?
1: Hi, good morning.
0: How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing good. Doing good. Hi, Terry.
2: Good morning, Maria.
0: So if you would both like to introduce yourselves and tell me a little bit about your theater background. I am
1: uh, Maria Petrella-Ackley, and I am the director for People Along the Way. I've probably been doing theater. Uh, It would probably be easier to tell you the years that I haven't done something in theater (laughs) rather (laughs) than how many years I have been doing it. But I started probably at a very early age with The Wizard of Oz. And (laughs) when I was a young kid and I saw The Wizard of Oz, I used to do plays in my backyard with the neighborhood kids. Mm -hmm. Much to their dismay, I'm sure they would have rather been doing something else. And I had an older brother, seven years my senior, who recognized that I loved to play act. So he would give me plays to read. And at that time, we only had three television channels, ABC, NBC, and CBS. Mm -hmm. But back in the 60s, they would televise these wonderful playwrights' plays. They would have like the craft theater hour, and, and many of the things like that, and I would watch them. I was enamored. I, I have never gone back. And since then, my trajectory has just been to get involved with the community theater when I was probably in high school. Sharon, The Sharon area where I grew up, the Shenango Valley, had a very viable uh, community theater back in the day called Playhouse 600. And when I was just a high school student, I got involved with them saw my very first high school production of Thornton Wilders by the Skin of Our Teeth. And I was hooked, mm-hmm. and I've never stopped all these years. And I'm on the dark side of sixty now. So that's a lot of years uh, of being involved. Acting was the first was my first love, and I've lived in several different states. so I've been I've been a student of of many different directors in many different stages. Over the course of all the years, and then in the past ten years, I was taking an acting class in Alabama, and the uh, instructor said to me, "Have you ever thought about directing?" And I, I hadn't, <laughs> but I had learned over the years by watching so many directors and being in so many different plays. I thought I would try my hand, so I started out. I started out doing. Uh, Pageant shows with children, you know, uh, holiday pageants, Easter pageant, Christmas pageants, and then when I moved back to the Shenango Valley, I I thought, well, you know what? I think I'm gonna I'm going to try directing and got involved and never looked back.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. So I noticed that um, you were with playhouse 600 and now you're with the youngstown playhouse which is at 600 playhouse lane so oh,
1: yeah. you see <laughs> has went to, yeah, in the right place at the right time i don't <laughs> think that's a coincidence kelly i think that's <laughs> Satan, kelly, i'm Wait, where so i so need to be i'm very excited to be back to be back at
0: the playhouse well awesome i, I know that we're all very glad to have you back so terry yeah. if you want to go ahead yes. and introduce yourself and tell us about your background
2: Well, I'm Terry Shears, and unlike Maria, I'm a more of a late bloomer uh, to theater. I was a a teacher for many, many years. I'm retired now, of course, Uh, but I had never done theater at all. But we were Playhouse uh, season ticket holders, Mm -hmm. and my wife will love telling this story because she tells it frequently, uh, that uh, when we would go to productions and no offense to anyone who may have been involved in these productions, I don't even remember what they were. <laughs> but she is fond of telling the story that I would say, yeah, I could do that part better than that. <laughs> oh, come on, I could do that. And finally, she said to me one time, if you you either go down and audition for a show or shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Why so not too long after that in the mail comes uh, an audition form for uh, see how they run which is in 1998 uh, at the playhouse Uh, she was out for the evening this uh, was hanging on the refrigerator with a magnet and I thought all right let me see what I can do and I tried out uh, got a very nice part and like Maria said as they say the rest is history Uh, (laughs) I've done over uh, over 110 shows that, that last count. Um, Ow. but in recent years, I've, I've enjoyed branching out into writing. Uh, I think after saying somebody else's words for so many years, I've kind of enjoyed, uh, writing my own, uh, and seeing, uh, how they sound in other people's mouths.
0: Yeah. Um, so you mentioned you were a teacher. What, what were you teaching?
2: I uh, taught at Bourbon High School. I was a Spanish and uh, journalism teacher. So uh, I still worked on a physical newspaper. Remember those? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) that actually were printed on paper uh, and uh, taught Spanish for many years, chaperoned groups of students uh, to Spain and South America many, many times, sometimes with my wife, uh, sometimes with other teachers, sometimes alone, and uh, pretty good time.
0: Did you get to go to any theaters while you were abroad?
2: I did. Well, I went to several shows. Uh, I would t- always take the kids, <clears throat> excuse me, to a, to a theater to see a show in Spanish. Um, one time I was, I regretted it just a little bit because <laughs> the content was a little, uh, a little racier than I had uh, anticipated. And, uh, they uh, let me know about that for a long time afterwards. Oh, I can Mr. imagine. Jerry, you took us to see, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yes, and and that's that's a really interesting experience to see theater in another language in another country.
0: Yeah, I'm sure.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, tell me, what inspired you to write People Along the Way?
2: Well, People Along the Way started out as some posts on Facebook. Hmm. Um, I just posted about some people that uh, were very influential people uh, in my life mm-hmm. and uh, for no other reason than to just say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about somebody today and the next day and did it for about 30 days. And a dear friend of mine, uh, Mary Ruth Lynn, uh, saw them and said, there's something there. You need to do something with those," I said. <laughs> "What?" Uh, and of course, a year passed, maybe two years passed, and she said to me again when we met, "Have you ever done anything with those sketches?" And I said, "No. What, what, what would I do with them?" Uh, another year or two passed, and finally, I said, "All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna see what I can do." And once I sat down and worked with them. Um, it was written within about a week and it just just flowed out. And uh, uh, then it was guided to its first performance at the Sail Theater. And now I'm thrilled that it's gonna be uh, uh, at the Playhouse.
0: Yes, that is awesome. And I think that the story is very interesting. Uh, So Maria, what made you want to direct it? I met Terry. Back in 2017, when we
1: did August Osage County together at the Playhouse, mm-hmm. I had been doing most of my directing and acting in the Shenango Valley, and I saw the audition notice for that. And Terry and I actually played husband and wife
2: in that dysfunctional husband <laughs> and wife, but husband <laughs> and wife, yes.
1: <laughs> and uh, I, so I knew Terry. I knew Terry's background, and I knew working with him would be wonderful when he called me before the Christmas holiday. And I saw his, I had his number in my phone. So I saw that it was Terry and I thought, gee, I wonder what Terry wants. Maybe there's an audition. He thought of me or something that he's in. I would like to go and see because I've always supported community theater everywhere. Mm -hmm. So uh, he said, Maria, Hey, I've got this proposition for you. And it took me. I think I screamed in his ear. Which was very <laughs> of me. I was very excited because, A, I, you know, I, I know Terry and I know his work ethic, mm-hmm. and I said, "Please send me the show." I was just flattered and humbled that he had asked me to direct. Once I read it, I was I was in. There was. There wouldn't have been any doubt anyway because it was tearing. So no. it's kind of a mutual admiration society. I, <laughs> I hope that he feels that way after
2: Absolutely.
1: after the show is over and we have a successful run, which I believe we will. I know we will.
0: Yes, you certainly will. Um, <clears throat> so this show. Well to me is a little bit different because I've never seen a, a casting structure like this but yes. your actors play multiple parts is that a common thing in theater or is that kind of different off the beaten path
2: I think this is an actor's show uh, this is this is written to showcase people and give them some really meaty stuff mm-hmm. to work with and so one of my goals is that hopefully audience members may not even recognize the actor when it comes out a second time in a different role and may not recognize them when they come out again because the parts are so widely varying in age, in background, in everything you can imagine. I mean, we have uh, one actress who will play a 10-year-old girl, who will then play a 40-something mom, who will then play a a 50-something university professor, and Uh, It's really a parade of quirky, interesting, damaged, uh, (laughs) courageous people.
1: When I first read the play, the thing that stuck out to me, Kelly, was, and your question is, it's not a a usual play in the sense of the word. It is unconventional. It's a memory play. And what you have with a memory play is... There are many things that not have to be real that don't have to be realistic in it, mm-hmm. so like Glass Menagerie, you have the narrator Tom talking about his memories, and in this play uh Terry's not only the playwright but he is also the main character, mm-hmm. and we see these people through Terry's memories, but these people also relate to the audience in that there are going to be many of these characters who the audience will recognize from possibly their past. Wow, I knew someone like that, or that was like my grandmother. Mm -hmm. Oh, my mother used to say that to me. So in that sense, it's interesting, extremely interesting to direct because we have five actors playing all of these parts, Mm -hmm. Uh, five actors playing 16 different characters. Mm -hmm. And so it is a memory play in structure. And that's
0: what is going to be interesting for the audience to see. Do you think that having those those multiple roles has um, made it challenging for the actors in any way? Or have they sort of taken it on with like, heck yeah, I'm in, I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do it really good.
1: We are just blessed with some very talented people. Just, I think the cumulative uh, experience of our cast, I can't even imagine how many years of experience there are. And I'm gonna be hoping that challenging them. And I think they're going; to, they're definitely going to be up for the challenge. Good. Absolutely.
0: Maria, is there um, any one character that you sort of <clears throat> can relate to? <laughs> uh,
2: this yeah. will be interesting. I'd like to hear this.
1: <laughs> yes, uh, actually, I, I think so. I do relate a lot to, to mom. Mm-hmm. because she has dealt with uh, as the as the play unfolds and and you will you will learn she's dealt with a lot of adversity in her life she's a very strong character she uh goes forward i i um on a personal note i i have a son who is autistic mm-hmm. so i know what it's like to be able to deal with some adversity in life through through the experience of having had uh, adopted Zane 18, 19 years ago now, and remaining strong. I'm a cancer survivor. And that has made me look at life in a different way. So I definitely relate to mom. And I think almost everyone in that audience, and I would challenge Um, to walk away and not have someone from this show that they can relate to. It is so beautifully crafted by Terry. It's got humor, it's it's got sentiment. We're having, you know, we have moments of where it flows. It's just, it flows beautifully. And I think that I'm going to keep, that's one of my challenges to keep that flow going and also have the audience not exactly know what's coming next. Mm-hmm. So I do relate to the mom character very much.
0: I can imagine. Um, now, Terry, you are playing someone in the performance. However, is there another character that you relate to? Or do you feel um, very strongly related to? Um, I believe it's Joe that you're playing, right? Well, Joe,
2: Joe is uh, Joe's an everyman. Joe's an every person. His name is Joe, but his name could be Sally or Bob or... Enrique. I mean, (laughs) I hope that the audience can see he's just a vessel. He's just, uh, you know, the person who is out there recalling, if that's what these people are, are they memories? Are they ghosts? Are they, what are they exactly? Well, you can decide that, Mm -hmm. but um, hopefully he makes you think about those people in your life that you know, changed you, some for the better. We have some in here who uh, are quite the opposite. Uh, But others, other than Joe, I mean, I I relate so much to a character named Mr. Stafford, who is a fifth grade teacher, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, who, uh, you know, is loaded with dad jokes and uh, just uh, loves the kids despite the fact that he uh, maybe makes some uh, false moves with them doesn't uh, doesn't really understand how they operate. Uh, he's a city guy and he's working with a bunch of country kids and really doesn't quite know how to relate to them but tries his best and uh, uh, yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of Joe and Terry in mr. Stafford. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Now, what do you hope that, and this is a question for both of you, what do you hope that uh, our patrons take away from this show?
1: Well, I think the uh, one of the goals of a director, my goal when I direct, is to shape the whole production. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, we have a wonderful support crew over at the Playhouse, We have fabulous actors. I've got a great piece to work with. So in shaping the production, every show has to have a conflict as well. And I think through the course of this play, the audience is going to learn, well, why are these characters here? And who really are they? Are they figments of Joe's imagination? Are they ghosts in his memory? And that's my job. I think by the end of the show, people, will ask questions. And I think that's what you should leave an audience with, with a a question in their mind or an idea that you've placed in their mind or something that you've put in their mind. And one of the things that Joe in the show will learn is perhaps he didn't know something about what happened in his past. All of these characters are going to reveal something to him. And that is where that that is where the drama of this comes in and did he know it before now he knows it and how will he be changed by it so if the audience talks about that on the way out of the into the parking lot wow who were they and what were they and the the tone has been set then I then I will feel that there's been some success and Mm -hmm. then I've shaped the production in it you know to to respect the playwright's words and to tell his story. In this case, his story.
0: Yeah, that's great. How about you, Terry?
2: Well, I hope that they'll be entertained and I think they will be. I, I know they will laugh. There will be some tears and everything in between. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I hope that they're moved, that they're a little bit shaken by some of the things that, that, uh, that they see. And uh, I hope that they go out saying, um, boy, I'm glad we came to see that.
0: Well, good. I can't imagine that anyone would leave thinking, man, I wish I wouldn't have spent my time here. (laughs) I (laughs) hope not. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So my last question is, why is community theater so important to the both of you? Wow, that's a great
1: question.
0: (laughs) It's theater. I know people often put community in
1: front of it and have, their own opinions of what it is. They sure. think it might be lesser than because it's community theater. Mm-hmm. But honestly, it it, it a, a community needs that cultural outlet to make it a viable and healthy community. Mm-hmm. And theater is part of that artistic sphere that I think can surround a community. It gives people people that are auditioning, people that are involved in it, something to, something to not only to do, but to learn from. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a community of people in that sense. And that's the, that's the positive spin on the word. Mm-hmm. I don't like when people look down their noses at, oh, it's just community theater. I've seen young students on a high school stage that can do as well as some of the uh, professional or semi-professional productions that I've seen, and I I go to a lot of theater. It's part of a viable community. It's part of it's part of the the structure and the the tapestry of what makes a community healthy.
0: Yes, I agree, one hundred percent.
2: I think it's just a an experience that cannot be replicated any other way. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, there's just something about the dark room, the live audience, and the performers in our case they'll be six feet in front of you uh, that just cannot be replicated any other way. Uh, Theater makes you you experience things that many times you want to, sometimes you may not want to. It can make you uncomfortable, it can make you joyous, uh, but it will change you, it will move you. And unlike a TV show or a movie in a theater, a live production is like nothing else.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. All right, is there anything else that either of you want to add or um, say before we go?
2: Well, do do we wanna mention those dates, Maria?
1: Yes, we do.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> we open April 22nd and 23rd and 24th, and then the end of April 29, 30, and May 1st. Yes. And I hope that the community will come out and support us and see us. You know, things were dark during pandemic times, and things are reigniting again. And I, I think that they're going to love the show. I hope I do a, an admirable job. Yes for everyone and we'll see how it goes I think that if you go to youngstownplayhouse.org for tickets are on sale now and that will give you all of the information that you need
0: yep absolutely all right beautifully put well thank you both so much for coming on and being candid and sharing with us and um i hope that everyone is excited to come out and see people along the way And I can't wait to see it and see what you've both created here. So thank you so much. And I hope you both have a great rest of your day. Thank you. you. Thank you.